Phenomena. Do, 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 do. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for this? Can we stop singing children's songs? Yes, go. Hey, well, that was Swedish porn song. Oh, Welcome to Everyone Racers, a podcast designed for the world of low-dollar racing and oddball car culture. Whatever kind of LaChump or track dog you run, SCCA or NASA, we won't discriminate. We even think you Drifto Hella Flush guys are all right, as long as you've built it yourself and drive it hard. Join us each week for tech discussions, tips, tricks, news and notes from the world of low buck racing. And if you can handle it, Chrissy will give you just the tip. I'll be your pit marshal. My name is Jeff. Everyone report to the paddock. And here we're back. Who we got this week? Shout it out. Chris. This is Chrissy. And I meant Welcome up. to Everyone Racers. <laughs> No, not that button. <laughs> not, not that button. You know, I wanted to point out the first time that, like, as soon as you know, we dealt with our twenty minutes of tech trouble, and he hits the theme song, we're like, okay, let's do this, let's do this, let's freaking do this. He hits the theme song, and the first thing Chris does is get up and leave. It, it was, it was like your exit soundtrack. It, they might as well have just been playing "Take My Breath Away" and you were in Top Gun. Well, this is a perfect time to 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 say that what we were just saying before we hit the record button is that we wanted to to advertise that we are completely an unedited show this is what you get absolutely this yes and that's how it's so, gonna stay as, on if, that, as if they on, couldn't tell yeah. you know <laughs> but anyway on that note, back on to that the note, intros hi, who's hi, here Chris today <laughs> hey we all gave our names so let's just do it yeah. already and just then you played the song the again. song again doesn't mean we're starting over you you catch up <laughs> so hey let's go to, right to the first segment what are you working on jeff what are you working on right now what am i working on having a good time we had uh, our homecoming weekend we call it university weekend and i brought the ombre to the stockton university car show did you drive so, or trailer <laughs> i we trailered i definitely trailered so i had a little bit of quick working on making sure that the uh was strapped down and the the trailer was all trailer organized breaks, trailer brakes work now and trailer brakes work great i'm not saying that all the lights worked at the same time <laughs> but it actually breaks better with the trailer on it which is a frightening concept but you know that's how it works <laughs> And uh, the other thing I've been working on, uh, it, it was pretty interesting diving into the car culture that is, uh, uh, you know, flat build, Subaru driving, uh, street racing, 19-year-old from New Jersey. So that was pretty interesting. A lot of how many, how many cars were there? It didn't uh, look like there were many from the pictures oh, you're posting. It was about 40. I didn't take everything because I was busy running around. So we kind of dropped... Uh, my wife dropped the Corvette and I dropped the ombre in the middle and then I had to go to work for like four or five hours. So a little bit, a little bit of flush guys there. Hella flush. Uh, a couple of big trucks, nice little diesel group. So and, you guys uh, don't, you guys don't call them bro dozers up there? No, no bro dozers. Sorry. Okay. Well, we do. Uh, at least I, we live in Berks County, Pennsylvania. There's plenty of them around here. I, 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 there's a kid at my school. I probably shouldn't say this. That like they had to give him a space in the teacher's lot. His truck is so big. Nice. Oh, and oh, I was gonna say something bad. I won't mm, because my mom's mm, listening. Mm. <laughs> Hi, Chrissy's mom. Yeah, and it, and again, we yeah, let's yeah, and I'm sure whether they want to admit it or not, some of my students are listening, but I'm not allowed to know that. So, okay, fantastic. <laughs> are you still working on watches, Jeff? 
I am. I uh, yes. I did a few things with watches. I, I since you asked me about doing uh, making sure that things stay waterproof, I watched a million YouTube videos on how to make sure that your watch is waterproof. I also watched how to fix watch hands. So if Mental wanted to uh, try out a newbie on his tag, I would absolutely give it a shot. Can't do any uh, worse than they've done. Yeah. And then uh, I, I discovered that you could buy really, really cheap Seiko 5s from the 60s, 70s, and 80s out of Ooh. India. They call them Frankenstein watches. Basically, uh, uh, Seiko 5s are like Subarus where you can mix and match all the different parts because they're all the same for years and years and years. So, you know... If one's got a broken face or a broken crown, they just swap it out with another one. They put them together and then they resell them. And I'm talking about like under $30 on eBay, straight out of Europe. Cottage industry. And and they have no collectible value because the parts are interchanged between models. I said, that's right up my alley. That's like all my freaking lemons cards. One piece at a time, Jeff. That's right. But it's also it's it's kind of almost hipster in the manner that while everyone else is trying to buy these watches with exotic movements, you're you are literally buying a Lego watch that they don't, you know, make anymore. You know, th- in yeah. the same way, it's it's cool to drive a Yugo now. Exactly. Exactly. Even better if it's a Yugo with an LS, which is what I think these are. <laughs> Dope. So anyway, that's what I'm working on. What's anybody else working on? Chrissy, shout it out. So this last weekend we did, uh, we had a work weekend and Jim, Jeff's brother, for those who don't know, uh, came over and we worked a whole lot on the Civic. Uh, The three of us worked on different parts. I uh, took on the undenting of the passenger door from contact that uh, Chris had during his last race. Thanks to Yellow Mustang number 114 and their incredible overdriving and lack of using any mirrors. And even after, I was already past them and they slammed into the side of me they kept going full out 11 tenths and that was it nice job guys I, you, see here's the you know chris I, I i think your viewpoint might be a little tainted i have never seen a mustang be aggressive at a lemons <laughs> race that just that's true car show or, yes. or, or even a car now. show uh, yeah, yeah okay yeah <laughs> anyway sorry keep going that's okay so i did uh so i got the port of power out and hooked that all up and did some really nice work on the door it looks and then we also um per jim's idea took the took some simple green took off the uh, tire part the tire marks and it looks brand new doesn't look like that was hit at all so well. It doesn't look brand new. Okay, but, sorry. Yeah. It looks nice. It, it looks nicer. So, uh, and they also cleaned out the car, loaded up the wheels, uh, and then I helped Chris take apart the different aspects of the engine when he was doing the head gasket, which he'll talk about in a little bit, and then help put back together as well. I guess I'll so. Keep so going. what I'm hearing what? is literally, you just clean up Chris's messes all week. No, I was helping. I well, I <laughs> do know. I, I do, yeah. So we always, he said, basically, this is the next part that needs to take to come apart. Took that apart, put stuff back together. I'm she, good she at responds very well to direction. Was he in a hammock with a was he was he in a hammock <laughs> no, with no. a mint julep and a and a big fan while he was? Oh, you're helping, Chrissy. I need you to go ahead and pull that head get pull that head off there. Yeah, you know exactly <laughs> how well that would go over. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I try. I'm just not the head gasket part's not necessarily my thing. So and I'm sorry, I had a whole rhythm right into the head gasket, and I ruined it for a, a, a poultry. I, that's so, what I do. Real quick, I'm also um, I'm uh, neck head over deep in work. I uh, got some everybody to help me this weekend trying to organize the thousands and thousands of pieces of paper for a uh, United Way sale that I am working on. Next week is going to be uh, our kickoff and get infinitely more busy. So I'm happy 
that uh, that will be over. But I also did a whole lot of work this weekend. Nice. Well, like Chris, Chris, what Chris, you working on? Well, Chris, you already said I did the head gasket in Civic, and. So I put a new multi layer steel gasket in. I didn't see any major problems with the old one, but it was only very, very lightly blown, just enough to fill the overflow tank up, but not really blown. So I wasn't surprised about that. So I cleaned everything up real nice. Did a valve adjustment because some of those were off. We replaced all the lines that go to the oil filter and cooler and back to the engine. Several of those that I had actually just replaced were leaking pretty badly. And one of them last year in New Hampshire failed right when Chrissy was coming into the bowl. And so she fortunately shut it down real quick, which is great, and saved the motor. So um, we want to make sure that we put proper lines on those because the last thing we want to do is oil the track down for everyone else and blow a motor for us. So we did that. We uh, what, mag- <clears throat> what kind of we did braided stainless, all AN fittings, and they're all super cheaty looking. But it uh, it's nice to have because we really want just it's not a performance thing; it's just a longevity thing. We made a new iPad. Are, are brakes outside of the uh, rules? Yeah, oil lines metal. So, oh, sorry. Then it's that's one of those things where it's, there's no performance advantage. All we're trying to do is not oil down the track and blow up our motor. So uh, I don't feel bad about it. Uh, we made a new mount for the iPad for the telemetry. So there's a nice little. Uh, basically, we, we mounted, Jim did that actually. Yeah, we made we basically have this big mount for the iPad that is in view of the driver. And before I had ordered the wrong piece to attach it to the, to the dash bar. So this time Jim made a nice little tab that we welded onto the dash bar and bolted it on. And it is very secure now, which is great. And the telemetry really helps to be able to see your lap times as you're going. So we'll probably do another episode at some point on telemetry and what you can do with it. Um, yeah, so, I loved it at the last race. Yeah, I, It was the first time I was uh, using it on the Civic while we were at a, at a, at a what the heck was that? Thompson, Thompson. right? Yeah. Thompson shooting for the win. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed knowing if I did good or bad. I'm looking forward to that because I've I've only done like parts of telemetry, the predictive laps. And it's nice afterwards too, just to be able to compare best laps and see what where like where Jeff is faster than I am, where I am faster than Chrissy, things like that. So we can all help each other to know. All right, you can carry more speed into this one, or you can break a little later, etc. Um, mental, what's up? So. Now, this is one of those things where I ask you a, a dumb question and you give me the how do you not know that question because my mechanical knowledge is so sporadic. But with regards to the head gasket, now you said it was just barely blown, filling the overflow tank. But being that engine, what uh, what makes you secure that it's not the actual head or that there was any damage or slight warping to the head? The fact that and, I, was, and I know that you are. I just yeah, want to hear. I want to learn. The fact that it was that everything's just been redone. When I built that motor this winter, everything was done you know, the head was milled, the block was milled, everything was done perfectly. Um, and it never got, it never overheated. Like we've been watching the gauges really carefully. The water temperature never got over 190. Uh, everything's really been in good shape. And it never, even when it was slightly blown, never got hot. All it did was move a pint of water out of the radiator into the overflow tube. So um, uh, if, if it was blown, it was very, very slightly blown, which is evidenced by the fact that I didn't see anything. And on the old Honda motor, it started to do this, and we raced for a whole year with doing it. We just pouring the overflow thing back <laughs> into the radiator every race before it actually got bad. And even then, it wasn't that bad. So, and then after we changed the head gasket, it lasted another two years. Um, okay. So, and and I asked that question because that's it's just one of those things that you could put that out there and people learn. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, yeah, and and it goes into your 
one of the reasons I think this team's always been so successful is anyone who touches that motor is very detail oriented, and so just keeping track of all that data. Sure, and this this particular uh, series of engines, head gaskets are a bit of a, a fuse on those, a bit of a weak point. It's an open deck block, and it's a lot of water passages up there. So, especially now that we're boosting it, it's this might have to be a more common occurrence than every three years. So we're going to find out. <laughs> I, I, That's for sure. That's I, for sure. I did also up the um, the torque on the head fasteners a little bit just to give it a little more clamping force. And I want to reiterate that to all the, uh, you know, endurance racing is not real racing, entry-level racing uh, guy, NASA guys out there who've got $4,500 in their engine every race. That's right. We're going to have to change the head gasket every year and a half, not every three years. So, yeah. It's like our 200 treadwear tires. You know, we're, we're going to have to replace them every, every like, three races now or two, like two and a half races. And that's, like, 14 hours a race. Um, Suck at PCA. Uh, tonight, I even just finished performing an alignment on the car. Uh, I got the front end with about a little eighth of an inch of toe out, so I think we have a little bit more aggressive turn in at this point, a little less understeer. Um, and also this week, I replaced all the hatch and trunk lift struts in the NSX. I got an aftermarket kit to replace all those, so we're not paying eighty dollars a piece for the Showa ones with, from Honda. Um, so that was all got in yesterday. This weekend we got. But it wasn't without issues. No, no, because they were slightly longer, so it was really hard to bolt them in place when they're slightly longer. So I had to get a ratchet strap and kind of crank down the ratchet strap to crank down the ninety pound. <laughs> but it took us thing. five different tries and a whole lot of frustration yeah. before we came to the ratchet strap. And of course, I was the holder, the holder upper of the, uh, of the glass. Hatch. So while I held the glass up, he yelled and threw things. Yes. You, you didn't just have a stick to hold it up? Well, I needed to <laughs> hold it up, up all the way, and I didn't have a stick they just could, the right length. They couldn't get a JD my arm. Uh, broomstick. Yeah. You know how those guys are. Right. Prop, all they prop had was rod. German, nope, it was German me. prop rods. It was <laughs> me. Oh, my. Oh, my. Hey, we also got all, all four <laughs> I, of our cars I prop inspected. rods, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> That's not very nice. <laughs> Chris, you were saying we got all four cars inspected too. We drop them off at a local shop one a day, and just keep cycling them through. And they did it all, and that was nice. And they're very nice. They left the NSX inside even when when they were done with it, as they were being respectful, which is nice. And For those of you who on. don't live in uh, Pennsylvania, you actually have uh, different inspection requirements by county. So does Berks County, where I know you live, have any uh, admissions inspections at the moment? They do, which means they plug your OBD2 car into the computer, and if it says A-OK, you're fine. But the actually, nice. the, the safety inspections are fairly stringent here, so much yeah. so that on the front of our Suburban, we have a light bar with two big hella spotlights and then two hella fog lights. And we actually unplug those before I go to inspection because technically they don't meet the letter of inspection because they don't come on only with the high beams and there's potential to have too many lights on at once, et cetera. So it's easy just to undo the two bolts and unbolt the bar and undo the, the trailer plug that I have the wiring on just for this purpose. And no hassles. <laughs> right. Uh, in Georgia, we have emissions, but the rest of the inspection is, yeah, I guess that's a car. That's That's good. awesome. Yeah, it, it, Jersey's actually gone to that. I'm not a fan. Uh, Mental, what are you working on? Let's keep moving here. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so I've got a couple of big field trips next week for school. My wife is home as of last night. Yay! Yay. She is sleeping off some jet lag in the other room. I can only imagine. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I'm uh, getting ready for those field trips. And uh, while you guys are reigning to supreme dominance in New Hampshire, I'll be in Ohio. 
Nice. Cool. Who are you running with there? It'll be with the uh, the Road and Track and Friends team. In the Miata? So, in Charlie's Miata? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Charlie's Miata. All right. Very cool, very cool. Hey, before we move on to news and notes, I do want to get to some listener feedback. And so if anyone's done any, their, what they're working on, um, we actually only got one piece of feedback this week. <laughs> yep. Chrissy has one, too. Chrissy has live feedback, as she got. Live feedback? I, well, didn't, I, know, I, didn't, I didn't get live. Well, I, this is actually it, but... from Chrissy's mom. <sighs> you mean Carol. Hi, Chrissy's mom. Chrissy's mom. It says, no, we no, we're are not going to call her Carol. She's Chrissy's mom. Chrissy's mom. It says, we are listening to the podcast. So I guess that doubles our listenership because Absolutely. it's plural. Yeah. My it dad says, actually would like a shout out. <laughs> I, okay, dad. I, I was oh, going to say I hi, Chrissy's mom and, and boyfriend. So I, I'm glad you clarified that uh, dad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess none of the sisters are listening. Um, so she says she doesn't know where to start with the comments, but the boys need to let you finish. <laughs> so we all got to shut up a little more and let Chrissy talk. That won't and happen. then okay, thanks. Chrissy's father <laughs> said you need a boom mic, like I'm one that's sure. on my head. Yeah, like he, a, something oh, like, like a like a like a head headset. Yeah. Yep. No, no, he not yeah. not no. the not the big arm one that Mental has a stands on the desk. He means ones like a headset mic, like a headset, so that yeah, the mic yeah. is always right in front of your face. So no matter where you move to, it stays that way. So that's what he. Nice. Means. It's coming from a. Back in the day of IT customer service, you could always hear people breathing into those when they were just slightly off. <sighs> Let me bring up that information now, Mr. Wakeman. <sighs> so you, I, so, I always get this one. <laughs> anyway, okay. What's the last part of the feedback? The last part of the feedback is mental. Sounds like he had too much coffee. Yes. Every 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 class I taught when I was at NORAD, it was Captain Ward has had too much caffeine. Captain Ward needs to share his coffee. Where does Captain Ward get these medicines that don't show up on a urine test? All of this. Uh, I'm a high energy guy. I'm a man of passion. I don't apologize. Did you wear a cape when you were Captain Ward? Because I would have. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we but have for listening. Hmm. Let's move on to news and notes. Who's got some news and notes? Well, actually, Jeff, you threw some stuff in there about uh, Summit Point and some incidents at Sonoma. So let's hear it. Me, no me. No. Um, hey. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. There's a fire at Sonoma. There's a fire going on. It's, yeah. It's I've, pretty close to the track. And Sonoma, if, oh. if, 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 if you've never been there, it's it's in this valley. There's these hills right all around the track, which are uh, very picturesque. But also the sun goes behind them quite early, which it, when you're there in March, it makes it very cold. The other fun thing is there are sheep that graze on those hills, and sometimes quite a lot of sheep. So that's always fun to, to see and hear the, the cacophony of the sheep as they are <laughs> mowing they the grass. They walk all the way around the track. Oh, yeah. They're up on the hill, but then they also go in, under a tunnel on the other side of the track. Yeah. And they like them because they just cut the grass. Yeah. They eat the grass. So yeah, exactly. it's awesome. Well, it like, I did not realize the wildfires had gotten that far out. Yeah, wow. they're, they're, oh, they're close. There are some smaller fires, not part of the, the, the couple big fires, but the smaller ones that are actually getting quite close to the track. Uh, but the track has very nicely opened their gates and their campground to anyone who needs a place to go in the area. Um, so the track is being a, a good citizen. The same way Road Atlanta did during the hurricanes in the southeast. Road Atlanta opened their paddock to anyone that needed a place to go. It was uh, it was it was Atlanta Motorsports Park, uh, actually, the, the NASCAR tracks, Atlanta Motorsports Park and Talladega. 
Okay. Yes. So in, the, in, the, in the same ilk, you know, hey, let's do this proper and pavement doesn't burn if you do it right. Yeah. So, so great. Great for those tracks for helping everybody out in, in times of need. That's wonderful. Um, Summit Point news. Apparently Summit Point is being repaved. Summit Point, Maine. So that'll be nice. We're going to be there in uh, early November. We're going to run a NASA weekend there. Not signed up yet. Okay. Well, we'll get you signed up. So, uh, well, that's assuming the Civic doesn't blow up too badly. But I'm sorry. Are you, are you taking the Civic or are you taking the NSX? No, 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 no. You're funny. <laughs> You're hilarious. I mean, the NSX would be lovely on track. But before we did that, I would want to put some decent track pads on it. I would also need to call Locked in Affinity for an HPD insurance policy on it because <laughs> as much as I trust myself, that's a lot of money to put on the track. Um, I, I don't trust oh, myself. Says, says the guy who ran an AMG Mercedes at how many tracks for one lap? Yeah, eh. I could buy three and a half of what I paid for the AMG for the NSX. So thanks. It's, it's, it's okay. Oh, fair, enough. fair enough. Right. Fair enough. And I could sell yeah, the you're motor. Selling for... me that, you're selling me that car when it comes time, by the way. You get in line. Greg wants it first. <laughs> I, I'm a Mercedes guy. I, Come on, man. No, I, like... I, I, I don't want it. That's okay. I love the car. You, oh, have but... you driven it? Yeah, yeah but you drive I'm, it home. I'm, I'm hatchback guy. It's so choice. It's my, so my, choice. My, my I, if you had the means, I highly recommend you pick one up. My cars need to be this big. I'm holding my fingers about one inch apart, and they need to get like a thousand miles a gallon. That so, isn't either. In, yeah, in, in exactly. Europe, they make a CLS shooting brake. I've seen that. Now we're talking. Oh, now yeah. we're talking. Oh, yeah, long roof I've, for life, everybody. Yeah. I've got to. I've got to open that one up on the private browser of my iPhone when yeah. I see that one. <laughs> All right, mental. You have a whole lot of other notes. What do you got? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so. I'm sorry, there's some just really cool stuff that happened this week. Now, we threw a lot of it up on our Facebook page, but one of the more interesting one is the the Nissan has been famous for their uh, the Nissan Academy, where they actually take people through the PlayStation ranks. And then one of them, they've actually put in a professional race car, and he's raced 24 hours. I mean, he's come all the way through the ranks. And it's they made a TV show about it and the whole thing, and it's really impressive. So as kind of sending it back to that, they put... Jan Mardenborough, who I'm sure is, you know, that. that. Yeah. And he, he looped Silverstone with a DualShock Sony PlayStation controller. So think back to your days of Gran Turismo 1. That's how he did it with a real Nissan GTR. So there was a time when they didn't use steering wheels, and maybe they're coming back to that. Mike Balaban and Ralph Orlov have a new TV show. It is going to be on Fusion, but the more important thing is that they got former Jalopnik and current road and track guy Sam Smith to interview them. It was hysterical. If you have the opportunity to read it, you guys should really just pop over to Jalopnik and read that article. It, it, it's really good, but it's called Car vs. America, and it's our kind of silly. And is what they talked about is they're not going to spend half the show arguing about beard moisturizers. I love that that quote. And it wouldn't help us anyway because – where you lack facial hair here. We do. Uh, there, we have a rather I, facial hair free team all around. True. I, I, I had one briefly for a year, but yeah, that that did you know went, went away with my <laughs> job. And then the last one and this weekend, and I uh, we threw that up there and I think you guys uh kind of chimed down on it. So we've got Gingerman, twenty four hours of lemons at Gingerman this weekend. And uh, just because Eric Rude is Eric Rude, he threw a, a, a joke up there because apparently <laughs> saw it. it labeled them all as 1999 Intrigues, which reminds us of that New Hampshire weekend that we raced against that one Intrigue. Yeah, we're not going to finish that story. And 
But he threw it I, up. I definitely there. I saw it. I saw the spreadsheet. I opened it and yes. then I closed it. And I was like, this must be a glitch. <laughs> and I like the rest of the internet did the same thing. And then of course I went back to his page and his original post, and people were like, Did you did you mean to do something? What is that say? Now that you would that. wouldn't be amazing, actually. That's, if that's Lem- an intriguing noise, Jeff. It is an intriguing noise. <laughs> if, yeah, if, so I it's pretty awesome. If lemons were Oldsmobile intrigues and Dodge Dynasties, I think Ooh. I think it would be better. <laughs> yeah. and, and and honestly even if it wasn't better it'd be better for the planet because all of those dodge dynasties and Oldsmobile intrigues would die a viking death like they deserve so so here's a quick question around the table anyone drive gingerman anybody know anything about the track yes, yes and they oh. repaved it last year it's phenomenal it's flat really? there's no elevation flat. change well there's there's the, it, 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 there, there's a tiniest bit there's no elevation, elevation re- relative to what is really like okay, uh, relative to Autobahn, you know, but but yeah, there's a, there's a, there's Autobahn there's is an elevation change really in there. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, Autobahn is ice skating ring flat. It's enough to make you pay attention, and it'll it'll get you into trouble if you ignore it completely. If you just assume that it's like New Orleans Motorsports Park, and you know there is you know nothing. Uh, but yes, I, I've driven the old track, and then I I got on the track with after they repaved it. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Cool. So uh, anybody got any thoughts on who might win this race? Save the Tatas is always going to be a front runner, and and I just say they're caddy now. They're rebodied Camaro into a caddy. Ooh. It looks spectacular. Well done. It, it and is a spectacular vehicle. They're always so fast, but they're pushing so hard all the time. So they rock through fuel, and they are going to break something. And that's that's why they don't win. Is because they run out of fuel and they don't and they break things. But well, and I re- I remember that team when they first started and. Oh God, dude! They wouldn't even make it the first day. Yeah, the GM products definitely broke, but they are the <laughs> first F body to win a race, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. And I mean, they're all excellent drivers. The whole team is excellent drivers, and it just—I think part of the problem it might be they push a little hard, and they've got a car that's a little fast, and you're a little close to the edge all the time. You're going to break stuff more often, but. <clears throat> Yeah, here's a quick question. Uh, I just checked in the stats. Wisconsin Crap was actually the winners of this spring race. Anybody know anything about them? I've never even heard of the do, team. Do you, do you know what they what they are? What they were, no, I don't know. It's Oldsmobile Entry. Oh, yeah, oh, they all are. I actually pulled this list up so <laughs> it's I could an Oldsmobile Entry. <laughs> That's all we got. Um, hey, anybody so know what Wisconsin Knoxville... Crap? Get it, get on our Facebook page. Talk talk to us. Tell us who you are. Or talk yeah. to us because I'm sure I, they're listening. Um, do you know what Knox Vegas? There are now. Now, I would imagine they're going to bring the uh, the Hoonicorn, which is the Contour SVT with the Mustang body, and then mm-hmm. who knows what other their various assorted piles of crap that are I wonderful. Think they only had one list, though. One on the list. Sure. Who knows? According, according to the it, list, it, it's an old I, I would, intrigue. Would, by the okay, way, okay, got it. <laughs> I would I would bank I would bank on the uh, Hunicorn because uh, that that is a proven car and they've really got that thing sorted. They are clean when they drive it. Sometimes they travel with the 560SL, which I have to say, from seeing it at CMP, it is not a turd anymore. They have got that 560SL actually moving. But the problem the guy said is, is at full tilt when you're really going, he burns 17 gallons an hour. <laughs> oh Jesus! And that is oh, such seriously? a Las Vegas oh. thing. Oh. Wait, an hour? Yeah. Wicked- we're going to take a wicked powerful car and then just make it so fast and reliable, but it's going to suck gas. I think it, it's, Mental, we're going to need you to go back to the Middle East and conquer more countries. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to burn 17 gallons an bro, hour. Bro, North Korea is where it's at. I'm telling you, North Korea. I'm de- 
Oh, God. Don't they just have natural gas over there? Hey, can I talk about something real? They have a lot of hot air, that's for sure. Hot air. Who cares who's going to win? Who's going to win IOE? I don't know if you guys have paid attention. You never know until you see what shows up. Uh, uh, wait well, a minute. IOE cars like hold back. Like We didn't tell anybody we were bringing the boat the first time until we showed up, for example. Yeah, yeah. It, but that. I have a, I have a I, jump on that. I, I, I do want to throw in there because there are some, like, there's Landshark Racing and they're very sorted, Honda Civic, and, you know, the, the rumor mills, those guys are all SCCA dudes. Pitted with them at Autobahn two years ago. They were fantastic, great team. And then you've also got uh, Bite Marks. They've got their dumpster-powered uh, 240. The Flying Pigs, if that's who I think it is, it's that uh, pink... Uh, Mustang. Or, yeah, the Fox body. And that is one of those... It started out as a slow car, and then both the drivers in the car have gotten really fast. Chrissy, what do you got? You asked who is going to win IOE or who's up for IOE. And you know, everybody knows it all depends on how they, how well they do. Like, we uh, tried for how for so long. You could say this is an IOE car, and it, if they don't turn yeah. laps, it doesn't I, I have a potential prediction. Good point. Good point. Go for it. So uh, we all know that the path to IOE, especially when you're not you're still sorting something, is through org choice. True. Org choice in the spring was dumpster fire racing in their GT6. Mm, and okay. they came... They 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 got a little little bit of talk in the uh, in the wrap up video. Basically, it was terrible. They didn't get it running. They couldn't figure out how to cage it. But they said by the end of the race they were rolling. And and I quote Jay in this in the video, they had IOE in the bag but just didn't do enough laps. Okay, well mm-hmm. they just had to turn okay. laps now. Been there, so done if, that. If they fixed it, they could turn laps. Citroen. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls Royce. Yep. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, anything else on this before we move on to the main topic? I feel no. Like discussion. All right. Dis- oh, you want more discussion? Go ahead. Oh no, I I feel like that was a good discussion. Yeah, I, good I, discussion. Oh, it's nice. All right, let's, so main topic. How do you prep for a race weekend? We've got New Hampshire Motor Speedway coming up next weekend. This is our thirty something race. I think this is my thirty fourth race now, and so you guys are all fairly a little close behind me, but I've done a couple more. So it, it, we've learned over the years how to get ready for a race. So I think the the way I'm going to sum up what what I like to do is plan, plan, plan. Do as much ahead of time as you can do as possible. It's so much nicer to do everything at home than at the track. I'd much rather do a head gasket, do an alignment, whatever I'm going to do in my garage with all the lights on, with the bathroom over there, than at the track. Mental, what's up? Well, I, I was just going to say, as as a guy that joined this team as an arrive and drive, I love that because we show up on Friday nights and everyone else is in a flurry, and we're just chilling. Well, and that's half of it. I would rather spend time at the track fixing new problems that come up as they do at times. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> or, or doing absolutely. small things. Right. Or enjoying the time with my friends. Because after, after all this time of doing this, we have made a lot of wonderful, wonderful friends in Lemons. And I like spending time with those people that I only see a couple times a year, if that. And, yeah, and I would awesome. so much rather have have a drink in the hot tub with, with a good friend <laughs> than be wrenching on my janky ass hoopty honda that i didn't fix before i left and now i don't have the specific tool i need that i have at home and i don't want to be doing this but i have to do it so just plan get it all done at home it makes more time for everything you need at the track so that's that's the first spot and the second thing is set expectations early for everybody on your team 
everyone needs to know what their role is for the weekend now. So the way we do it is we uh, typically with a multi-car team, it, it makes it a little easier. We usually have two people assigned for each car. You you are responsible for fixing this car when it comes in. And for the nightly maintenance, whatever needs to be done, it's your job. All right. We've got people on camp duty. So that's Christy will talk a little bit more about how we do that. We have uh, people on race duty, we call it. They are the ones who are setting up the schedule for our, for our fuel changes and our driver shifts and what we're doing there, the order, all that stuff. They're making sure we have fuel and we have enough fuel. It's in the right jugs at the right times. They're making sure the radios are in the car, the radios are on the right people, the cameras are in the car, all that stuff that you don't think about. So, But everyone has their job. And then sometimes, occasionally, if we have enough people, we have floaters or oversteers just to make sure that what anything that needs to be done is getting done. So plan ahead. Absolutely. Good call. Mental, what you got? Well, and I, I want to add to that, and I know I'm cutting in line here, but it, it also it kind of gives everyone on the team a sense of purpose. You know, we um, we make a lot of very, very good-natured jokes about Steve and just how dead reliable that guy is. And, you know, he and he'll tell you, oh, I'm, I'm the worst wrench here and I'm the worst driver here, which neither is true. But he takes such pride in everything, even when he's not at a race, because he's always got something to do. And this is a great guy. He's got three kids. They all do sports and stuff like that. So, like, this is his one outlet. And, you know, if it's just something as simple as, Steve, here's the checklist of everything that needs to happen on the Honda tonight. You make sure all these clowns are doing their job. And it's not a problem. It's, like, never a problem. Yeah, Steve does respond very well to direction, absolutely. And this last race, we actually tasked Steve with taking more ownership. We said, you know, especially with we were running for the overall, I said, Steve, I need you to run the ombre. You do what you need to do. I mean, we're going to be around for questions, but I need you to take ownership. There's never a time to sit down. There's until you, like, make sure that there's no trash around the garage, that lunch is in the crockpot and stirred, that there's fuel in the tank like all the things that we have to think about all the time i put on him to take his own ownership of doing that and he picked it up and he did it so um but that's it is you have a job for people that fits their skill set someone's not a wrench okay no problem um you know we've got something else for you to do someone's a great wrench but you know doesn't know how to turn the crock pot on okay fine <laughs> like we've got things for you to do too so we will find something for everybody to do absolutely good way to go Chrissy, what do you got so, on the race prep? Oh, sorry, go, ahead. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, mental. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, mental. You yeah, got no, I'm sorry, and, I, and I, I just wanted to join on that on that comment. So I come from an aviation background, so I, I have this checklist approach. So, you know, I try to do everything, you know, according to a checklist. I want to make sure that I know, you know, that my equipment is working, that it's hooked up properly, and that I know how to use it. So like your microphone that hasn't worked every single time <laughs> until now, until we had our little come-to-Jesus speech last time? Okay. It wasn't a come-to-Jesus. It was a, hey— uh, what's your settings on your computer? That's right, folks. I'm no longer talking in a tube because after buying two, count them, two microphones, all I had to do was go to settings and stop making it pick up on my uh, computer. Which and how many hours also, worth of building a box and putting stuff on the back wall and moving your and computer around? To you say, and listening to you say, put lid on your box, which, you know, but Well, yeah. I was trying to help. He just didn't take the <laughs> remove before talk tag off of the <laughs> microphone. And and two other podcasts that I had done, you know, so, yeah, it was terrible anyway. But I do. I, I tend now when I I think in a linear fashion. And so I tend to pack 
for everything in a chronological order. But I'm gonna no no go ahead no, no Chris Chris pick that back up. It's well, funny. I have a toilet paper tube that I'm talking through now. It's about how mental sounded before, so this is much better. <laughs> I, I think it had a like slight glassier tone. I thought it was kind of like this. Hi, welcome to Everyone Racers, a podcast starring a guy with really good hair and crappy computer skills. I can't turn my sound on. All right, now hand the okay, tube. Move on, move on. Great. No, no, Chris needs to make no, a no, tube no. joke. No, keep going, oh, keep going, keep going. Right. So, so anyway, yeah. So I, I tend, I think in a linear fashion. So I think a chronological order. Some people think in a a activity fashion but literally i i go okay i'm going to be there until sunday night i will need this many pairs of underwear and i lay those out i will need this many clothes then i need this much wrenching clothes then i need this and i i lay it all out on my bed and then it all gets stuffed into a suitcase and then i think okay well then the first thing i'll need to do when i get there is my gear inspection so i go through everything and so i've got this mental checklist no pun intended i've got a you know a checklist but then after each race, the checklist has to get revised with what I what we call in the Air Force a hot wash. And that is right when it's fresh in your mind. Everyone talks, even if you're all angry and you get it all out and then you come back and look at it with a, a clearer, better nine. And so I think when I'm driving the RV back for whatever race, what went good this weekend? What went bad? Why did the bad things go bad? Why did the good things go, do, go good? And to borrow Chrissy's phrase, one of my when we were trying to find the plug for the generator, either it's a people problem or it's an equipment problem, a person problem or a personnel problem. And I always break it down to, is it a procedure problem? So are you, you know, is the, did the rules not allocate for this or it is an adherence problem? Did you not follow your own checklist? And that's where I come through in this one, but where I will warn everyone who takes my advice, which is never good advice to, what you need to do in a situation like that is make sure that it didn't work by accident because then you fall into a confirmation bias, which happened to us in the Nissan 720 because Chris said, hell, build an oil baffle. So I built an oil baffle and I, the oil pressure kept coming back to zero. And the only logical answer at that point is, well, the gauge has to be wrong because I fixed it <laughs> and I know I fixed it because gauge. I fixed it. The gauge is never wrong. Sometimes it is, but it's not. I will slightly defend mental here. Only slightly. Assume assume that the gauge is never wrong. I will slightly (laughs) defend mental because the gauge was actually leaking from the fitting because it was a crappy, like, Sun Pro, (laughs) Pep Boys mechanical gauge. Right. And so it was a terrible gauge. Um, yeah, and also we didn't know how doing much oil a, doing was in it. Doing a terrible job in a terrible truck. Sure. Well, we didn't also didn't know how much oil was in it because when Mental welded the baffle into the pan, which was on the side of the pan for some reason, I don't know why he put it there, but it was right in the path of the dipstick tube. So we didn't know how much oil was in it. So he we just kept. Check we just put in. Some, I forgot some. that I did that. Oh God! Okay, it, it happened. It's cool. We'll move on. Well, no. It's, but here's the thing. So, and and this goes back to my whole big thing is is I've never had a formal education in almost all of this kind of stuff, so I have to learn everything by breaking it and i do pride myself on i don't make the same mistake twice jeff you've got something on this i i i I don't want to bust in and get into my thing but we are 180 degrees apart stylistically (laughs) i do all the exact opposite things uh do you want me to just i'm just going to go here and talk about how i prep and then chrissy will get to you 
So uh, I work my <laughs> ass off every day. I come home. Like I am the last person to arrive at the track. I am packing an hour before I leave. I am throwing every single thing I own in the in the in the trailer. I'm stacking it up, and I'm just I'm just like flying in. Uh, luckily, sometimes like super late. Sometimes up, like you're late you're still early better than I am. So well, that's embarrassing. And then sometimes the Wakeman decided that the way from New Jersey to New Hampshire goes through Pennsylvania. But you know. <laughs> and, and well, yes. And so well, and so. What comes back to mind in short is you look at what worked and what didn't to improve. And obviously, Jeff, that's working for you. And so my thing, and I will challenge all of you to, to do this. I don't know if, if you're working for Jeff, race, it's just the way he does it. The way it is. Just the way it is. If you're driving away from a race and you say, what did you learn? And actually, not even a race, just any event like this. What did you learn? And you can't answer that question you've missed something you've missed something and it's probably something pretty big. So, and, and Chris, you've got something before we get to Chrissy. Well, one of the things we usually do after a race is we have the four of us that talk uh, afterwards. We do a thing called joys and concerns that I learned from my advisor in high school. It was what we do in home run. We call it joys and concerns, whatever in your life, what's a joy, what's a concern. So we do joys and concerns after the race too, especially on our long drives home. We're there. It's a great way to get that kind of stuff out. Okay, Jeff, go ahead. What do you, how yeah, do you so, so uh, luckily, Chris's idea from the beginning about giving everyone kind of roles and things has really worked out for us because I'm usually like theme guy. So a lot of my prepping is making sure everyone has the right costumes. Uh, we also have a vinyl cutter. So a lot of the vinyl cutting is going on on the days before the race, sometimes again, the hours before the race. But really, um and, and not really for the next race coming up because we're not bringing the ombre, but, you know, Chris kind of packs the tools and things he needs for the Civic, and I kind of pack the tools and things we need for the ombre. So that means I'm bringing, like, SAE, and he just has metric. Um, I know. <laughs> it's, it's a yeah. Honda. It's a Honda. I need t- a 10, 12, 14, 17, 19, 21. Thanks. Done. And, and, just, and, like a, just like a Volkswagen Scirocco. And, and the ombre, sure. of course, is built by GM, badged by Isuzu. So just screw yourself. A- a- everything but Wentworth needs to go in the box. No, I think Sometimes there are some Wentworth on there somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. You need yeah. the Alabama socket set. The, the old, the old, the boat. <laughs> the boat was so Frankenstein that we would find like metric bolts, metric nuts on like SAE bolts. Like stuff that was rethreaded <laughs> on both sides. It never made sense. The, the the ombre is a little bit newer, a little bit closer together, so it does make sense. But yeah, you still got to bring SAE and metric. I think we need and to do everything a, else. A whole episode main feature on the boat someday, just for fun. I mean, the the story of buying it from a midget in West Virginia and everything else that goes on from there. That's worthy of its own story. So another day, but remind us. Yep, yep. Two quick other things that I try and do every week uh, or when we're prepping is a lot of times I'm guest wrangler. So the new people <laughs> I have to make sure that they're getting their costume together and they know when what's going on. Um, we and haven't your had PR, a PR guy too. PR guy. And this is what I was going to mention. We've had, um, you know, we've been embedded by video journalists and things like that. So a lot of times I'm working on those and kinds of presidential things. candidate vermin, Supreme. presidential candidate vermin Supreme once drove our car. Yes. <laughs> so a lot of that, uh, becomes my job. And the last thing I want to mention is, you know, we call this getting the dogs in line. 
uh, a lot of times I'm calling my brother and saying like, okay, what time are we leaving? What time are we going? What time is this? What time is this? What time is this? Um, especially and he does, the, and you do that so he can sit and wait on you for twenty minutes. Well, it's true, but you know, <laughs> at least we have a plan. So uh, the other thing that we also do sometimes is a lot of times I'm figuring out who's in the other cars. Uh, you know, Chris kind of runs the central part of Three Pedal Mafia. A lot of times I'm talking to Bruce and uh, Aaron and those other guys, making sure they have everything set up. So and not just not just other three pedal mafia cars you're really good about finding out who's in all the other cars that when we're out there like hey who's the idiot driving this or oh my god why did this car suddenly get four seconds faster and then you'll find out oh yeah that's because they put you know their shoe in there or whatever yeah i'm 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 the social and media i guess correspondent for the team so a lot of that ends up being my prep work anytime anyone shows up at our paddock with a camera we just we don't even try we say jeff where's jeff (laughs) somebody find jeff And, and, and this is the thing is it's not like we're all camera shy or we don't have an ego, but it's just it's just force of habit now. Chrissy, I mean, seriously, y- you agree, right? Just camera. It's Jeff. Sure. Except I'm the backup, so I can handle <laughs> I can handle some things. I usually I, am his sidekick, right? I, I will admit that Chrissy is prettier than me. So usually they want her in her costume standing next to me while I'm on camera. I'm the backup. Or the sidekick. Okay, so, so you're, uh, you're the Vanna White to his. Sure, uh, I do more <laughs> than turn she little blocks. Definitely so. talks more than Vanna White. Absolutely, <laughs> I drive better than Vanna White as well. Okay, so I'm going to go. There you go. Yeah. Okay, what is my prep? So I um, I'm also part of. I like to think of whatever anything anybody could need. Uh, so the, really, my part is the pit and the uh, our paddock. So I pretty much pack a portable kitchen with everything that we could need to eat. Uh, Serving plates, utensils, plates, all that stuff, water for the whole weekend. Um, The last weekend we made all of our food. Uh, We freeze all the stuff. We put it in ready for a crock pot and grill. And uh, we get some stuff later that we could need for uh, for that needs to be fresh. And And I'm going to jump on. Go go ahead, Chris. Quickly, we're usually feeding 12 to 20 people. That's it. So it's something to think about the scale of what we're doing. That's all. And I want to say this. I have never eaten better in any military deployment I've ever been on that I do at the worst of the 3 p.m. races. I I have been to resorts where I don't eat as well as I do at a 3 p.m. race. And I'm I'm like picky paleo guy. And there is always more food than I know what to do with. So and I and I'm sorry, Chrissy, I just I had to praise you on that one. Please continue. There was a period where anybody who opened didn't eat breakfast, but I'm not still bitter. Go, Chrissy. Okay, thanks. So um, I just wanted to say that I don't do this because I'm a girl. It's because I'm organized. And my dumbass friends this have... so true. So have, true. They have said, oh, I'm going to bring all this stuff. Well, who wants to make these meals? Like when we start, first started out, we said, oh, everybody, you make lunch. Well, nobody came with what they said. I said, bring a salad. They didn't bring anything. Or somebody brings a pork loin. Like, who this- <laughs> yeah, they said, they, they said they'd bring a salad and they brought a pork loin that they cooked at 2 a.m. until it was slightly they, tinged. I was going to say, they had cooked it and ate every bite of it seriously okay so this is why i said it's easier for us to just bring everything we could possibly need and then we really say that we bring everything um because there's other teams we've raced with have said oh we're gonna give you some food and then we get there and they and they maybe have some 
um, some granola bars and like that's lunch. And that's not how we roll because we feel like you'd have a better experience, um, not for the money, not for anything like that, but it's just better to be able to um, not have to worry about where your food's coming from and be there to race and have a good time. So that's really why uh, why I do it so and care really about it. Large. Yeah. We eat so large at 3 p.m. Oh, and and yeah, I, I will say that if uh, Chrissy is my sidekick when we're in front of a camera, I am Chrissy's sidekick That's when true. it comes time to cooking. That's right. So You're frying. Uh, well, like this weekend, for example, thanks, we're doing Thanksgiving dinner Saturday night for our own team, just a small one. We sometimes we did it for 65, so this 70 is my, people my, in the paddock. In, in my notes to question, Jeff, could you make a turkey Sorry. this weekend, please? <laughs> yes. Bring we don't okay. edit. We don't edit. So can I, I want to finish my prep. So I, oh. um, I usually do, uh, so I think about, uh, what my goals are for the weekend or we consider our team goals for the weekend. Um, I get psyched and I kind of, uh, sometimes it's psyched myself up. Sometimes it's psyched myself out. Like last time we were going for the win, I was like really concerned about it. Um, but I just try to think about what our goals are for the weekend. And I, tr- I think about the track, I drive it, but I also think about other times that we've had the tracks. I've been at the track and kind of reminisce about our different races that we've had at the track and uh, try to get that kind of excited. So um, I also do help with Chris and packing the garage because basically I know we both have a really good uh, format and we know where everything goes and everything that we need to bring. So there's plenty of times when people come over to our garage and say, hey, can you do you know, do you have this? And Chris is probably not around so I can. Tetris with my eyes, champions, with they my are. eyes closed, Tetris champs. Uh, find whatever we are they're looking for to be able to give it to the people. That's my that's my prep. Nice. Uh, I also want to mention that uh, that we also tend to bring some adult beverages to the track, <laughs> and uh, no one at all mentioned that they're packing their favorite adult beverage, but we all kind of take care of that together. Uh, but well, Chrissy, we usually, Chrissy usually, are bringing the mixers, well, the we diet coke. Bring- um, we bring a case of Yingling. It's I get it already cold, and I ice it up on the drive there. So yeah, that's the Thursday night drink, and then people add into the beer cooler as the weekend goes on, add and subtract. And usually we have a handful by Sunday for awards, and that's great. Otherwise, then the rum and diet coke is around, and then whatever various well, other assorted things that are that are around Greg's RV, which you never know <laughs> what you're going to get. I, I remember it's, sometimes it's moonshine, sometimes it's just brake cleaner. No moonshine. No moonshine. No. I poured that out once. Yep. Jeff has banned that from our paddock, and we've been faster ever <laughs> since he did. Yes. I, I remember I, one time one of our arrive and drives uh, like called me a few days before the race, and he said, you know, you guys drink really hard, and I know I was in the Air Force and everything, but can I bring beer? Because your rum and Coke is just a little too much for me. <laughs> I, I want to go back. I, I, I feel like Chrissy like felt like she was on a time limit. And, and this is the thing. And it's not because she's a girl. It is because she's got it. She's just got it figured out. And it's not like she's cooking his breakfast. Sometimes she gets up, points at somebody, says, you get off your duff, start making eggs. You get over here, start making bacon. This is how it happens. And I, I, I do. The first time I raced with a non three pedal mafia team i'm like i have made a huge huge mistake and every time i go and race with anyone else the the fridge in my rv is full of food because i know better and it kind of established how i do things when i started racing with the guys in oklahoma i even had a friend who was in a simple position he brought a cooler full of sandwiches he's like oh I said I was going to bring food. He goes, yeah, everyone says they're going to bring food. You actually brought food. And it's because that was the standard that you guys set way back in the day. It, 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 and it's, it really does allow you to focus on the race when you don't worry about stupid crap. Like, 
I'm really hungry. What time does the grill close? No, you're going to go over there and you're going to eat well. And there's, if they're picking up lunch, it's because they're setting down dinner. It's, it's, it's always there. It's always good. And it is amazing. It also helps that we often feed the judges things too. Because we appreciate London staff. We've judged before. We know that you don't get regular meals when you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. And so we love to you know, like hand hand Dale a sandwich as he's teching cars at 2 o'clock and he's thrilled, right? Or, you know, give uh, give Steve a bowl of meatballs. He's like, oh, that's great. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, and Don't forget the quarter workers. I think that was Chrissy's idea that we started feeding the quarter workers lunch. Yeah, we give them. Oh, we give them bags of uh, of goodies, water, fruit, home baked. They're they're yeah, home baked goods. Home baked um, yummies. Yeah, yeah, they're just they're they're unappreciated, and they're very appreciated, but they're usually unappreciated. Because we appreciate all these people, and everyone likes food. Yeah, honestly, everyone, let's let's gather together here. I think we could probably do an entire show just on what tools or what themes, or what kitchen, or what whatever. We're really just scratching the surface here, but we do need to keep it moving. So if anyone has any last-minute things, go ahead and shout it out. If not, we're going to get on to Hella Sweet or But Terrible. What is our Hella Sweet or But Terrible so, idea this week? It's a Hella Sweet idea. So, no, I, I, sweet idea. I wrote this down. I came up with this one thinking, all right, Mental has been saying, well, um, you guys should leave the Civic here so we can run NOLA and run CMP and run all that. And we basically said no, no. last week. Um, no. No. Cause ter- ter- that, that idea is but blow terrible. Up, blow, yeah. up, blow up three lemons cars and suddenly you're not a good wrench. I don't know. Hey, you know what? So, so let's do a starter kind of thing to think about. So we're not running the Omri this race because we didn't have enough drivers and we didn't feel like getting a bunch of arriving drives to fill the car. And so that's fine. So th- the thought I had was maybe we let Mental borrow the Ombre for a little while, run it at NOLA, run it at CMP Fall. You know, we can take some of those spots. The key is you have to bring it, give it back to us and at least as good in condition as when you got it in every possible way fix anything that broke if only anybody could see the dances that are going on right now like the tires have to be better than when we get them when we gave it to you the brakes have to be better everything has to be actually better um so i wanted to throw it out there because especially jeff is is the ombre whisperer so jeff chrissy what do you think because we know what mental vote is here especially when he goes and gets the half magic trailer it's easy just to leave an ombre on it it's already in it there you go he he's dancing like a like a, a like a cartoon <laughs> figure in there. He's, he's like the blow up guy in front of the uh, the um, uh, what do you used call it? car dealer. Right? Used car dealer. His hair looks the same. Uh, Chrissy, you tell me what you think of this idea before I jump in. Uh, I think it's fine if the car is going to be parked and nothing, nobody's doing anything with it. Let's do it. I, yeah, I um, do have I, I do have access also to an entire. High school auto shop. You know Shush! I don't care no, what you Jeff, say right yeah. now, Jeff. You know, <laughs> um, I, I, this idea is not but terrible. I don't know if it's hella sweet yet, but it's definitely not but terrible. Um, here, here's some some of the thoughts and some of the concerns. A, we still have not 100% proved that we could make it run on all cylinders. So that's one of the things that I'm concerned about. We had the major miss, and we've done just about everything we can, but cold air intake. every time we get it on the track we can't get it tested or we can't get it tested off the track so 
It's that's the one it, thing I'm worried about. It's registered. I might, it's be, able, registered. I might be able to do that. There's track days year round down here. No, the car is registered. Like we could drive it around, but the problem is the heat soak. You can never get heat soak on the street like you do on the track. Exactly, and we, we're pretty sure it's heat soak. Uh, we haven't really run it down, so before we delivered, there's probably some extra parts and some things that we need to take care of. Or uh, that's something metal's going to figure out. But I out. could test it. I could test it while it's down here, and then we consult. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously very excited. At the end of the last race, we really did have it running pretty darn well. Uh, it would sputter, 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 and then clear which was making us concerned that our heat soak idea wasn't right. Um, other than that, I really think I mean, it's mo- a very viable option. Most of it's very well sorted. First off, the cage is great. Everyone likes the cage. Pagel likes it. No problems. Um, second, the suspension is nicely sorted. It's got sway- big sway bars both ends. It's got a locked rear end. It's got uh, big brakes. It's got all that stuff. So it handles way better than a, a, a stupid pickup truck should. And the engine, it's, it's 190 horsepower V6. <laughs> if we can just make it run all the way all the time, then it'll be fine. So, uh, yeah, I yeah think, the thing really could be a B-class hero if we ran it that way. It could, and it runs 245 with 17s all around, so it's got a lot of tire on it. So a lot of tire, a lot of brake. It has a lot of potential. It's faster than the boat ever was. Um, so, uh, Jeff, if it's, it's down to your decision, you and you and Mental here. I'm okay with it. It's just got to be the timing. Well, and the other thing is, is we weren't planning on running the ombre on the December race or the opening race at Barber. So the question is, when would we bring it? Would we bring it during Barber? Would we bring, you know, like well, if, if mental comes up sometime this fall or early winter and gets the half magic trailer that he's already said he's going to get, it's pretty easy just to leave an ombre on there with some spare parts and that's it. Thanks. Thanksgiving time frame. Sure. Well, that would be easy. And then we don't really need it back for a while. I mean, the first time we would even possibly run it would be New, Ham- New Jersey in, in May. And, you know, unless we get some more arriving drives, we we have three cars worth of people, and we have three cars up here right now. And that's it. All right. Always, I always think... excuse to come to Atlanta, too, and hang out, especially when it's cold there. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we have a talking point. We have a... Some some votes for hella sweet and some votes for maybe in the middle. Uh, Mental is doing. He's doing we're going to Nola. We're going to Nola. So it's, all right, so you're hella gonna butt. love it. You're gonna love it. All right, all right. Let's get it together and get to our favorite portion of the <laughs> day. It's just the just the tip. tip. <laughs> No, it's a great thing. So um, we're going to talk today about sleep. So sleep is underrated and awesome, and it's super important. So we usually are thrashing what we call in in a uh, uh, race world, thrashing, to make sure that everything gets done. We could have months and months to do all of our car work, and all of a sudden it's the week before, and we're like, oh, crap, the car doesn't run. That's exactly what happened with the Civic. We had two weeks before, and I needed to do all of this important stuff. So It is done now, though. Yes, it is. But we um, need to make sure that you uh, get some sleep. So you can stay up. If, apparently, they say if 17 hours you're up, uh, it's just like you're drunk, and that's never good for anybody. So really make sure that you get an appropriate amount of sleep. And uh, we definitely have an issue when we tow home from New Hampshire, which is the race we're going to. It's an eight-plus-hour ride home, and uh, and it's really tough for people to whoever's driving and towing home. And uh, usually, Chris... During, during a hurricane. During Hurricane yeah. Sandy. Although saying. it wasn't too bad. 
had then. We had a really great time. We were we were, we weren't tired then. Nobody on the road. Yeah, it was, yeah it was so awesome. I remember that. But typically, it's uh, an eight-hour drive home, so we uh, listen to podcasts, and then it gets us tired, and then I make a list because I'm usually the person that's keeping a driver awake, um, and I usually go through and come up with a list of questions to talk about. We talk about our joys and concerns. What are we doing this week? What's going on? What long-term projects? So I come up with things to talk about. Makes the trip go longer. So um, sleep is better, but you know you can. Uh, we really should be uh, getting some sleep, and if not. Find somebody to keep you awake. You need to be sharp yeah. in that car when you're racing. I, I will mention that uh, I do my best to get enough sleep. I am not a big sleep guy. Six, seven hours is usually way, way, way more than I can get on a single night. Uh, but I do every now and then go to bed early. I'm usually the first one up and usually the first one driving. Uh, and Jim and I do split the driving on the way home. I know you two kind of like leave Chris to do most of the driving and Chrissy to do most of the waking. But uh, just want to mention that I definitely make sure that I let my brother drive first and we space out the time from when we're in the race car to when we're trailering home to make sure, you know, if he needs a nap, he gets a nap while I drive or I take a nap while he drives. And going on that too, if you can't get a full night's sleep before you get into a race car, rest is still important. So even if you're running a true 24 hour race, find some place dark and get just a good, even if it's just 20 minutes of sitting with your eyes closed. And that's something that they, they practice in aviation. They tell a pilot before he goes to do a night landing after a long flight, let the co-pilot have it, get 20 minutes of just sitting there with your eyes closed. Sleep is important, so rest is always important. I'm out. Cool. Awesome. Anybody have anything else on this topic? That's it. All good. Cool. Well, Welcome to Bromacon Research. Oh my God! How did you do that three times in one episode? Yeah, I have the wrong one queued up. That's horrible. Let's just do it without the music. Thank you for downloading us. We hope you enjoyed this week of <laughs> Everyone Racers. We hope you also join us in the world of driving, racing, and building because everyone can be a racer, even you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. Push the subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you get the podcasts if you didn't like us tell us YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> oh, <on iTunes>, <laughs> if you didn't like us tell us on the facebook or like chris's mom just text us and we'll read your feedback next week <laughs> Thanks. You can always like our face team Facebook page, Free Pedal Mafia Lemons Racer Team. If you like to help right the show, so donate sorry. to the cause at patreon.com slash everyone racers. Thanks again and until next week. Thank people, you. Side up. Unless there is no shiny side, then just keep the wheels down. Come back next week. We're fun.